1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees podcast. For Thursday, April 15th, I'm Sweeney Murdy. Yankees off to a 5-7 and seven start. That's not going to sit well with anybody least of all the Yankees, they're certainly not happy with their performance so far. They know they have to pitch better, they have to hit better, they have to field better. They are not performing well in many areas at all. From the offensive standpoint, which is kind of a major thing over the course of the first 12 games, it is it is certainly partly about situational hitting, but it's also about power or lack thereof. You know The Yankees are built a certain way, and they need to hit. For some power. It doesn't mean that every run has to be scored via a home run. It just means that the people in the lineup do have to do their share. And just putting their bat on the ball and grounding out isn't going to get it done. You know, the Yankees aren't striking out a ton. They're putting a lot of men on base. They're leaving a lot of men on base. And that's what's going to turn around eventually. You figure with a healthy lineup. Players in this lineup, over the course of a long season, their numbers tend to even out a little bit, even as they start out slow. And the biggest problem, there are several problems with the perception of how the Yankees play, and especially when they lose. There really seems to be no acceptable way for them to lose, right? If they lose a close game, it's because they had opportunities to score and didn't. If they are blown out in a game, it's because their pitching stinks. Well, you know, over the course of a game over the course of a season rather, when even they are a great team, they're going to lose 60 games. And it feels like every time the Yankees lose a game, that whatever flaw came out in that loss seems to be one that people think is going to perpetuate, that this is going to be the continuous thing all year long, or it's going to be what causes them to lose a playoff series. Now, I think we've all watched the Yankees play long enough to understand that a 5-7 and seven start isn't going to mean that they're going to lose 100 games or finish under 500. When was the last time they finished under 500? How many of you listening today were born the last time the Yankees finished under 500? It's been a really long time. Uh, so this tends to even out. Now the other part of that is, okay, they beat up on bad teams. They can't beat good teams. Well, you know, nobody beats good teams all the time, and... No, You know, bad teams are there to be beaten up on. And guess what? The Yankees are usually one of those good teams. You know, that's... And there aren't very many of them right now. You know, the Red Sox are off streaking after having lost their first three games, swept by the Orioles. They went out and they just won nine straight. Uh, everybody else in the league, they're... You know, nobody's running away with this because I, I don't think there are very many great teams. Now, there might be by the time this season is over, but... That's a long ways away. And remember, you know, this does uh, a 12-game start. Even if the Yankees were 12-0 is indicative of nothing. Remember, what was it a couple of years ago? The Mets started out, what was it, 11-1 or something like that, and then came crashing back down uh, immediately. Uh, there are streaks in a season, and there are slumps in a season. Right now, the Yankees aren't on much of a streak right now. Um, but you... Wait for that stuff to kind of play out over the course of a long season. And, uh, and that's generally what you count on. It doesn't mean you have to accept how badly they're playing right now. It doesn't mean it's just, oh, they'll eventually turn it around. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's part of it. You just understand that they're going to work every day, understanding they're not playing very well. And they're trying to do things better each day to try to clean this up. If they start hitting better, it's going to matter. And, you know, it's, you know, certain areas, certain guys, you know, Aaron Judge, a couple of home runs on Wednesday. I think you've seen with the exception of a couple of games, he's actually hit pretty well, really well. uh, And he's only missed those two games with that little mysterious side injury. This did not, you know, this did not turn into a, an injured list situation. Uh, The key to Aaron Judge is staying in the lineup. And that's what's going to make him a better player. Uh, You want... Labor Torres and Giancarlo Stanton. You'd like these guys to really get off the deck a little bit and start putting a hot streak together. And, again, track record tells you if they're healthy and they're in the lineup, they're going to at some point. Um, it's just, you know, and, you know, getting back to the idea of situational hitting, I go back to the game on Tuesday when the Yankees were down 6 nothing. Rugnet Odor came up with, a, with runners a second and third and one out. He hit a ground ball to the right side to drive in a run from third, which in a tie game or a one-run game, that's great. But when you're down 6 nothing, you know, situational hitting at that point means hit the ball over the fence or you hit for extra bases or keep the rally going. The Yankees got one run that inning, and, you know, they ended up losing the game. But, you know, turning a 6 nothing game into a 6-1 game is not a great example of situational hitting. It's getting a run home, sure. But it's not you know it's not a strikeout, sure, but you need to do some more damage there, which leads you back to the pitching because they didn't do their job um, and a big series coming up against the Rays, the Yankees will have Jordan Montgomery and Garrett Cole pitching in this series, so they have their their two best starters going in this series, and that should make a difference. We'll see if the tempers flare at all. Um, the um the hitting coaches come under a little fire when a team doesn't perform well offensively, you know, and I've had this discussion with hitting coaches throughout the years, you know, Gary Denbo was the hitting coach. The first year I covered the team. Uh, and then after that, it was Rick down. Um, and then Don Mattingly and Kevin long. Uh, there've been a long list of hitting coaches and usually they come under fire when the team is on score runs, but you know, this is, this is not like an offensive coordinator in football who, calls plays and designs plays you know there's um it's it's really just a different psychology to being a hitting coach and certainly there is preparation and there's process and there's approach yankees approach is to you know get good pitches to hit and swing hard and that doesn't mean you have to hit the ball over the fence but you know they they don't necessarily like swinging out of the zone and making soft contact and soft contact is not what you're after really not what anybody's after it's you know you put a lot of chance into it if you get a hit off a soft contact it's a lot of times it's it has a luck factor to it but the Yankees approach for a long time has been about getting into position to hit and and hit the ball hard Um, that's how they that's how they make their money that's how they that's how they run and that's not going to change. It's not a function of the hitting coach not doing his job because it's kind of an organizational thing. Um, and if you want to put that on Brian Cashman, fine, go ahead. He has said many times that he goes back to the uh, Stick Michael philosophy of the big hairy monsters, guys with high on base and high slug. And in this day and age, you know, 20-something years removed from when Stick Michael built a team, it's a lot harder to hit because there's a lot more high-velocity pitchers on the mound. The swing and miss rate goes up, mostly because of the pitching. And baseball recognizes that. You know, they're, they're going to try to change rules or experiment with rules in the Atlanta League about moving the pitcher's mound back to see if that has any desired effect on, you know, on the velocity, which is killing the game. You know, it's really, it is hard to hit. It's gotten harder to hit. And the pitchers are after no contact. Pitchers do not pitch to contact anymore. They're certainly afraid of contact. And that's all a big part of it. Everybody wants one simple answer. There's not one simple answer to this. It's really a complicated puzzle that all goes together. But, you know, I'm, I'm really going off on a lot of tangents here. But it's a long way of saying, listen, these guys are pretty accomplished hitters. And eventually they will hit they still make outs more times than they get hits. That's just the way the game is played. Every, the best hitters of all time made more outs than they got hits. That's just the way it goes. Um, and they go through streaks and they go through slumps. And when they've played 12 games, it's really not a big enough sample for anybody to, to get crazy about. Um, now, I, I always hear the argument, too, about these games count just as much as one September. They absolutely do. To say it's early is really just a way of saying you have time to make up for it. Because remember, you're going to go on a streak at some point where you're going to win 10 out of 12, right? And that's not a pace you're going to keep up either. That is, you know, that's not a pace anybody can keep up. You know, the 1998 Yankees, remember, they also started 1-4, but that's a pace that just doesn't happen. And in a lot of ways, the 1998 Yankees are the worst thing to happen to every Yankees team since then because you know, you're know you measured against a certain regular season standard about the idea of just expecting to win every game. And it goes back to my idea of there's no acceptable way for this team to lose. If they lose a close game, it's because they had some men on base, some runners on base, and didn't get a big hit. If they lose a blowout, it's because they didn't pitch well. Yeah, okay, but they're still going to lose games, and they're still going to win more games than they lose. Listen, if this team is under 500 still in you know May or June or July or August, then you know we'll address that, and there'll be lots of reasons for that, and the organization will understand that. But a 12-game sample in April isn't enough to throw everybody's plans out and say let's start over. Um, this isn't working, you know. The Yankees have a lot of talented hitters who, a years ago, who uh, two years ago won 103 games, um, and a lot of those guys are still in this lineup right now. You, you have some urgency to win today's game, but you also have a long view in mind, which is what the lineup shuffles are about, which is why sometimes you ease up on the gas a little bit. You know, the players in the lineup every day are still trying to win, but you have to have a long game in mind. And I, it gets frustrating you know when you watch a team scuffle because you know their talent, but you know even the most talented teams in the league every year are going to lose 60 games, and that's just a fact. And you wait to see how it goes because eventually you go on a winning streak, eventually you go on a losing streak. I mentioned the Red Sox, nine and three. And when they're 0 and three, you know, did you think they were going to lose every game? Now that they're nine and three, do you think they're going to win 140 games? They're they're probably somewhere in between. You know, so. um That is really how the approach is to a season. You kind of just have to let it play out. There are rhythms to a season. Right now, the Yankees are in a not a very good rhythm, and you wait for that to correct itself a little bit. And if it happens to be against a bad team or a good team, so be it. You go through streaks and slumps, and you kind of wait to see how you're left standing when it's playoff time. And the Yankees have been there uh, pretty much every year. And you kind of wait to see a little bit longer how this goes before you start thinking about drastic changes. How long is that? I don't know. But it's usually not 12 games. It's usually a lot longer than that. So uh, let's see how this goes. They, they have some tough, some tough games coming up. They've got the uh, Tampa Bay Rays. We've got the Atlanta Braves. They certainly have to pitch better. Although I will continue to tell you that Corey Kluber, you know, he is a guy that we've seen pitch three times, still has not been completely sharp or dominant, and it's kind of okay. If you think about the idea of you know Kluber being a slow starter historically in his career, April has never been a really good month for him, if you look at his career numbers. And he just gets better as the season goes on, which is fine because I will tell you again, it's durability over dominance. This is about, for Corey Kluber, this is about getting him stronger and making sure he continues to get better. Now, if this is the Corey Kluber that you see all all year, yeah, certainly there's a problem. But you have to give a little bit of rope to a guy who has a track record like this, has not pitched a lot in the last couple of years, and is moving his way back towards, you know, Competing every five days, and I would rather—I tell you again—I would rather he get better as the season goes on and make I don't know twenty-eight starts for this team, as opposed to making ten really great starts and then having an injury that forces him out of the line, lo- uh, you know, onto the injured list. So uh, there's time to play with this. There is there's certainly an urgency, but it is not a put your head through the wall urgency. Uh, that's not the way this sport is played. It never has been. So um, they still come to work each day trying to figure it out, and we'll see if they can figure it out against the Rays this weekend. Um, and if this continues, certainly there will be things to answer to, and we'll examine that as we go and certainly shine a light on it. I've, I've told you before, I think this team is a bad defensive team. That part's not getting better. That part is a concern, um, and that's something that will be a concern for most of the year. Uh, so let's keep an eye on that because that's something that you you could do something about at some point. Um, the pitching, you still need a few more turns, let them get stronger and see what happens. The hitting, pretty sure that the guys with track records will hit. And if they don't, well, you know, again, that takes more than 12 games to figure out want to thank you for listening here. Make sure you subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders. You'll get Ed Coleman's Mets reports, my Yankees reports, delivered to you right here. We come at you here every Monday and Thursday with Yankees reports. Also, make sure you listen to WFAN. Check out WFAN.com. Once again, thank you for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.